When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Hello. Welcome in to another edition of Curd and Long. Steve Sparky Fiverr, 1250 AM. The Fan, along with my guy Ryan Horvath. Bet MGM tonight, weeknights. Uh, there on the BetQL radio network. Uh, check them out on any of those local radio stations across the country. Or you can always stream it on your Odyssey app. Uh, him, uh, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashu. Uh, let's start off uh, talking about Packers and Giants coming up on Monday night. We record this Friday, uh, but there's really no sense to do a podcast Monday afternoon when the game is Monday night. So we'll do a podcast either uh, Monday after the game or probably more than likely Tuesday uh, during the day. And then uh, it'll be up by 5 o'clock on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, okay, uh, Mr. Horvat, what are you confident in concerning this Packers team heading into Monday night football? I'm confident that they will beat the New York Giants. I don't know if they'll cover the six and a half point spread. Now we're, you know, I mean, the the opener was like Packers were two and a half point dogs. Now they're six and a half point favorites. So we're asking them to win by margin. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty confident that they should win this football game. You know, the Giants have a couple wins now with Tammy, Tammy with Tommy DeVito behind center. But, uh, like, let's be honest, he's not an NFL starting quarterback. And the Giants, like, the goal for the Giants the rest of the way should be lose every game possible because they need a quarterback. You know, I don't think Daniel Jones is that guy. I know we got him to the – they went to the playoffs with him last year. but Gave him a they, big contract. They should be going for Caleb Williams or Drake May because they could get off of that contract. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you got one team that's heading in the oper- heading in the opposite direction. Man, I'm tired today. And then you have uh, the Packers, who are now a playoff contending team. So I'm pretty confident that they should win this football game, even on the road. And uh, that's what the point spread's telling you. The way that Green Bay is playing right now on the offensive side of the ball and defensively. How confident are you? that we see this Packers team blow somebody out between now and the end of the year where, you know, they just absolutely annihilate somebody like, I don't know, 38 to seven or 38 to 10 and just put a whooping on somebody here. Because as we talked about before this, the remaining schedule, the closest thing to competitive is the Vikings who are 500 like you, but again, you know, they're playing with a backup in Dobbs uh, at this point. So do you think at some point we see this Packers team blow somebody out before the end of uh, the regular season? I mean, they should be able to, um, you know, because I don't know about the Giants because the Giants, as bad as they are, they're still pretty well coached by Brian Dayball and Mike Kafka. I mean, the Giants beat us last year in London on my birthday with Aaron Rodgers behind center. So, and and like, let's be honest, this game, the thing that scares me a little bit about this game is it just being on Monday night, like primetime. I was going to say standalone, but it's not standalone because there's another game going on at the same time for whatever reason. 
We got the stupid Monday night doubleheader. But you know what I mean? Like, this might be the Giants Super Bowl where Tommy DeVito knows he's not going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL next week. And maybe they just kind of throw it all out there. A bunch sure. of trick plays, treat it as their Super Bowl. Yep. So I don't know if it's this week, but, I mean, you look at the upcoming schedule and the Giants aren't a very good football team. You know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you get them at Lambeau Field in cold weather December 17th, you would figure. So they've come back down to earth. They're two games below 500. Baker Mayfield looks like Baker Mayfield once again. Then I would say, like, the Carolina Panthers, that's probably your best shot to just blow a team out. They're terrible, man. I mean, I find myself betting on them occasionally. They're not a very good watch. They really struggle just to pick up first downs, let alone put points on the board. Because after that, then Minnesota is going to play you tough. The game's in Minnesota, and that might be for a playoff spot. And then after that, uh, you host the Bears, but the Bears are playing better football. In fact, I, I think the Bears beat the Lions this week, man. I at least think that they cover the spread, cold-weather game. Bears have a top-10 run defense. The secondary is getting a little bit better, and you have Eberflus and Justin Fields playing and coaching for their jobs. So I'd say the best chance to blow out an opponent would either be this Monday – or uh, that Carolina game, because Carolina's bad. And it makes you wonder, yeah. what the hell were they thinking, man, trading away all those picks to Chicago to get Bryce Young? Because C.J. Stroud looks much better right now. Bryce just looks like a kid out there. Yeah, he does. He, he doesn't look good. And if it's coaching or not, uh, I'm not quite sure. All right, so confident. I'm confident. Uh, Packers get uh, three more touchdown passes out of Jordan Love this game. I think this yeah. offense continues to stroll. Now, the Giants are an aggressive defense, right? They can run zero blitz. They're going to bring exotic blitzes. They're going to do some of the same stuff Kansas City did, but Gavin Kansas City first prepares you for that a little bit more, I think. Uh, so feeling pretty good about the Packers' offense still. Concerns, what concerns do you have, Ryan Horvath? Concerns? You know what? I kind of gave it away. My concern would just be like the Giants know that they're most like they're not going to the playoffs, most likely. They're not going to the playoffs. You know, so you have Brian Dayball, who's a good coach. You have Mike Kafka and they outcoached LaFleur last year. So my concern would be, you know, even though the Giants are a bad football team, they are at home. You know, maybe we get some trickery. And uh, you never know in the NFL. You know what I mean? Like, I've been on the right side of a couple of these upsets. I had, you know, the Bears in primetime a couple of weeks ago. Uh, last night, I actually had the Patriots on the money line. I just, nice. like, in no world, man, should Mitchell Trubisky ever be a six-point favorite over anybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yep. still Belichick against a bad quarterback. So that's what scares me. You know, upsets have been happening, but yeah, that would be my only concern, you know, is maybe LaFleur gets out coached and, you know, maybe uh, Jordan, I'm not really concerned about anything on the offensive side of the ball. You know, maybe the defense goes back to being what the defense was the first couple weeks of the season. I'm concerned about the Packers run defense uh, uh, going into this game, because if you're the Giants, you have to run the ball to take some pressure off of DeVito. I don't think that's any type of mystery here. Uh, and they have to come in with the goal being, Look, if we're going to lose, then DeVito's going to have to beat us. And that wide receiving core is what? Marginal? Maybe? I mean, there's there's no super stud over there that you have to be concerned about rolling coverage to or uh, anything like that. So I'm expecting some run blitzes uh, and something like that where you're kind of just walking everybody up and saying, we're not getting beat on the ground. So if you're going to beat us, you're going to have to go over the top. Uh, there's no need to rush guys back like Jair Alexander and those guys. You've been playing better without Jair Alexander. I saw somebody ask Matt Schneiman in his Q&A uh, whether or not he thought this defense was better without Jair Alexander than with Jair Alexander. Uh, and as you can imagine, he roasted the dude for even bringing up such a comment. But this defense has been playing better. I mean, since Jair Alexander went out, I'm not saying they're better without him. Maybe it's coincidence, whatever. But Valentine's playing well. Valentine's playing well. The safeties are playing well. We've talked about that. So 
Uh, if they can stop the run, I think they have every opportunity uh, to, to win this game in convincing fashion, hopefully uh, on Monday night. Curious, Ryan Horvath. What are you curious about? I'm curious, and as we tape this podcast, Shohei Otani, a Blue Jay. Oh, that kills me. That's, that's what great. I was, that's, that's what beautiful. I, yeah, wow, you're a Cubs fan. He's out of he's out of the NL. Who cares? Stay in the AL. That's great. I didn't want him with the damn Dodgers for damn sure. And wow. secondly, since we're talking about this and and you you're breaking the story on Curtin Long. Secondly, that also increases the chances. I would think that now Corbin Burns is going to have a huge market available of people that are going to want to trade for him in the NL because there was already rumors of Burns and Adamas going maybe together in a deal to the Dodgers, even if they got Otani. Well, now that they didn't get Otani and they're looking for a stud, Burns to the Dodgers wouldn't make sense for some prospects. You know, Gavin Lux's name is being thrown out there. I don't want Gavin Lux. I know he's a Kenosha kid, played at Indian Trail and all that, but I, I, I'd like some prospects. But from a Brewer fan standpoint, that's great. Get him on the NL or keep him out of the NL because he wasn't there anyhow. Uh, and I, now this should open up the door for Burns to get a big package. I hate the sport. Imagine getting like outbitted by Toronto. Dude, uh, you know how excited you are if you're the Blue Jays. You just got out Canada. Blue Jays or the Dodgers. Where would you rather have him go? Cubs. No, I don't want the Dodgers to have him. Absolutely not. Yeah, no, I want I wanted them. Anyway, I'm curious if the young wide receivers can do what they did. You know, Wicks, not so much Dobbs. I trust Dobbs. Um but like, you know, especially if Watson can't go here, Malik Heath. Step up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Can these guys do what they've been doing? Because they've been playing really good football, man. And I think that was obviously one of the bigger question marks coming into the season. Also, um, you, you know what I'm curious? Is Jordan Love, we know what Wink likes to do. Wink Martindale, who's the defensive coordinator for the New York Giants. He likes to blitz, 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 yep. blitz, blitz. Jordan Love in that last game was blitzed 16 times, right, against the Kansas City Chiefs. They only got home on the blitz three times. Jordan Love absolutely tore that blitz apart. I want to see – Wink's not going to change. Like some of these defensive coordinators, man, the good ones, they'll switch. They'll play zone. They'll play man. They'll blitz 30% of the time. Sometimes they'll blitz the hell out of you. Wink doesn't change his stripes. He's going to blitz Jordan Love. Is Jordan Love going to be able to get rid of the ball quickly – and uh, pick that secondary apart. Because that's the thing. Like, we just saw the model of what you could do against this pass defense because they're no good. The Chiefs, I was actually doing some uh, research on the Chiefs, man, um, because I like the Bills this weekend. Okay. And, yeah, I mean, like they, like I said, they blitzed Jordan Love 16 times. They only got home three times. What's funny about that, the Chiefs, I think that – I don't know if it says more about like Jordan Love and the Packers offensive line or if it says like where the Chiefs are at because Spags and the Chiefs right now are blitzing at the eighth highest rate and they're just not getting home on those early downs. 29th highest pressure rate on those early down blitzes. And, and the Giants aren't much better. So what I'm saying is like Jordan Love should have a day. So I like your three touchdown prediction. I'll be playing the Jordan Love player props this week, the touchdown props. And I'm just, you know, curious to see can he do it again and will his young receivers step up again because – Another thing, uh, another issue I should say this year that Jordan Love has faced uh, would be drops. You know, not only bad offensive line play and bad pass protection, but drops. You know, inconsistent play from these young receivers, Luke Musgrave. So can these guys step up and do what they did the other night? Because that was really fun against the Chiefs where you built a lead. That's so important for a young team like this. You don't want to be trailing, playing from behind. Sure, you came back from two, three scores against the Saints. They're crap. 
You don't want to be doing that every single week. You want to build leads, you know, put points on the board, the scripted stuff, especially because I don't really trust LaFleur when he goes off the script. So uh, that's what I'm curious about. Drop rate uh, for his receivers this year is pretty much identical to what the drop rate was last year for Rodgers when he was in Green Bay. So there really hasn't been any improvement per se from what, but again, Rodgers did have veterans last year with uh, the couple of young guys that he had, but it's pretty much the same here. How about this? Jacob Morley uh, tweeted this out the other day on the pack a day podcast. Elton Jenkins, Myers, and Runyon Jr. are all top 15 in pass blocking efficiency right now in the NFL. They've got three guys in top pass blocking efficiency. I'm assuming this is, he didn't say where it's from. I'm guessing it's pro football focus. Um, Top three. There's no way I would have guessed John Runyon Jr. at all. Elton Jenkins, maybe. Myers, okay, maybe. But Runyon Jr. obviously surprised me. I'll tell you what I'm curious about. I'm curious to see what this team looks like in the first quarter? Like, are we going yeah. to see a young team that walks out and says, we're just going to roll the helmets out and win this game, and they're kind of sleepwalking and they get punched in the mouth? Or are they going to come out with a lot of emotion, play up, play high, uh, and be ready to go? I think the whole idea of a trap game with this team, I don't think this is it because it's Monday night football, Horvat. I think if this was a Sunday noon kick in New York, maybe there's a better chance of that. But because it's Monday night football and all these dudes have probably dreamed of being on Monday night football, a bunch of them, especially on offense and some of these rookies on defense, this is still a big damn deal for, you know, a bunch of guys on this team, regardless of who they're playing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I completely agree. Like the, the what makes you feel good about this team right now, or I mean, like they're back in playoff contention. So now you have something to play for. Like the Giants, this part of the season sucks because you just want to get the the vacation time. You want to get to Cabo. You know, you're done. You're not going to the playoffs. You don't want to go out there and risk injury every week. But now for Green Bay a couple weeks ago, because you still do have some vets in this locker room. Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot that are healthy right now. But, you know, nobody wants to be playing meaningless football. And now, especially in the NFC, man, it's like just get just get in. Because yep. the only team that really scares me, I mean, they all, like Dallas scares me, Philly scares me, San Francisco scares me. But the only team I feel like is unbeatable is San Francisco. Wouldn't that be something if Jordan Love beat San Francisco his first year as starting quarterback of the Packers, did what Aaron Rodgers was never able to do, and he did it year one? That would be one of the biggest upsets in NFL history, the way that they're playing right now, man. I want the Lions in round one. That's what I want. I I, I want round three with the Detroit Lions. I think we beat the Lions. And and see what would happen if if they got him in round three. Take a quick time out here on Curtin Long. Coming up next, uh, there was a thing put out by Tom Pelissero on NFL Network about some of the remaining free agents that are out there. I sent Horvath the list uh, yesterday, day before, to let him look over it. We'll go name by name and see if any of these guys would make sense for the Packers here, who now all of a sudden are in a playoff push. This list means absolutely nothing three, four weeks ago, but it means a whole bunch now because maybe you can add a vet or two here to try and uh, get you in a better position once you get to the playoffs, if you make the playoffs. We'll do that coming up next. Curtin Long, download on your Odyssey app or wherever you download your favorite podcast app. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
All right, back on Kurt and Long, Steve Sparky Fiverr, 1250 AM. The fan, you can follow me at Sparky Radio. Check out the uh, latest interview I did with Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette earlier this week as we talked about the Chiefs game and looked ahead to the Giants game and looked ahead to Jordan Love's contract situation going into the summer. Ryan Horvath is my co-host, as always. Bet MGM tonight. Follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvath as we live stream this bad boy on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. So if you ever... Looking to see our ugly mugs. Uh, you can go to the Odyssey Sports YouTube page and watch us there. All right. So here are some of the notable free agents as listed by Tom Pelissero. Zach Ertz, who asked to be cut and now hasn't found a team. Uh, the tight end from the Cardinals, who is out there, former Philadelphia Eagle. Uh, the current situation, you're playing with all rookies for the most part outside of DeGuara. This new Sims kid uh, has a touchdown catch uh, already after this last week. I don't see a need for Zach Ertz myself, Ryan Horvath. No, I'll pass, man. I, not another tight end. We do not need another tight end. Definitely not Zach Ertz. I don't think he'd want to come to Green Bay anyway. I think he'd be ring chasing. So, no, I'm good. I'd rather, you know, develop these guys. Um, you know, like we talk about with with the wide receivers that didn't get a whole lot of run last year because we were rolling out Randall Cobb for Aaron Rodgers. Right. I just want to see these young kids play, except for DeGuara. I never want to see him again. couple of wide receivers, vets, T.Y. Hilton, one. Jarvis Landry, the other on this list by uh, the NFL Network and Palacero. Uh, this team has no veteran wide receivers, but if one of you bring one of these guys in, it's going to take him a couple of weeks to figure it out, number one. Number two, it's taking one of these young guys' spots. Obviously, that now is not going to play anymore, whether that be Malik Keith or Wicks or somebody else. T.Y. Hilton, Jarvis Landry, either one floats your boat, Ryan Horvath. Maybe like a couple of weeks ago. Now, no. I mean, you know, that's what I was talking about with what I was uh... – you know, um, curious about was, are these young dudes going to be able to do what they've been doing the last couple weeks? And now I want to see more of Wicks. I want to see more of Heath. I want to see more of all these guys. I've seen enough T.Y. Hilton, you know, like T.Y. Hilton can go to Buffalo and help them out or something like that. But there's really go back to Indy and help them out. Jarvis Landry, like, man, I wanted to believe in him last year. He's just, he's washed. I hate to say it. He's lost a step. Um, And he's not even that old, man. I mean, he could still serve a purpose. He could still, you know, be a decent slot receiver, but you know, who snaps would he steal? I mean, unless Christian Watson, like what's the latest with this injury? I can't, I can never keep up with the Christian Watson and I don't really like, we don't know. Right. No, I, I didn't miss anything on that. I haven't I, seen I, anything I on hamstrings. I haven't seen anything on hamstring severity uh, injury hey. as far as how bad it is. No, that would be the only way that I would maybe, or the only reason I should say that I would consider, you know, you want another dude in the slot, another burner, but like, Neither of those dudes, T.Y. Hilton or Jarvis Landry or Burners anymore. But if he's going to be out for a significant time, I'd rather have Landry than T.Y. Hilton, I guess, to answer the question. there He's saying he's taking it day by day. Uh, let's yeah, see. That's here. what I thought, too. Yeah. So no, there's no update. I, I would say he doesn't play. Watson didn't practice Thursday and is probably unlikely to play Monday night against the Giants. He said he will not return until he's at or near 100%. Yeah, they're not going to tell us. I mean, no. So if he's not going to play until he's 100%, probably not going to play him. And the other part of this is, do you need him? See, now again, I go back to what I said before because now you're LaFleur and you're good and you're these guys. So is it okay? Stay with the plan, right? Keep going the same way. Or now is it you're good enough? Get out there. We need you to make this playoff run, right? So are you still going to have the patience you had before? Or now is it, Aaron, you look fine. Get back in there. We got, we got to win these games on the way out here. Because you know that happens, right? I mean, you know, at the end of a season, there's a little nudge, nudge of, you sure you're not good enough to go, man? You sure? You sure you can't play? That type of deal. 
where if you're out of it and it don't matter, the doctor's like, cool, yeah, whatever, sit out again, I don't care. I mean, to me, I think those are two different things. Tell me if I'm wrong. I would hope that you wouldn't need him against the Giants, and I would hope that you wouldn't need him. You might need him against Tampa Bay, but like against Carolina, you know, that's the thing. Like, you don't need to really rush him out there. I don't want to play him hurt because he struggles to stay on the field when he's 100%. Right. With an injury like that, man, like I've seen this, you know, and then Clay it Matthews turns, turns it, it turns into something else, is what happens. Yep. Where he blows it out completely. So, now nah, just keep him on the sideline because you got other guys, man, that have that have earned the reps right now, you know, that have earned the snaps. So, and also keep running the football too. Yes, absolutely. With AJ Dillon, hopefully he continues to play well. I okay, mean, like Aaron Jones has been practicing, so maybe you yes. give him back. I wouldn't play him either. I'd wait on him too. I'd, I'd wait till they're back in Green Bay against Tampa. Kenyon Drake. When do, get, when do we get Kenyon Drake? I would think he plays this week. I mean, they put Patrick Taylor and James Robinson right in. Now Taylor knows the offense, but they put those two right into the game last week. So I, I would assume Kenyon Drake would probably have a shot uh, right away. Here's an interesting one. Y'all are going to think I'm crazy. But depending on how good you think they are, Nick Foles is sitting there. Is you he? probably grab him on a veteran minimum type deal because if Love were to go down in a playoff game or something, I don't feel like I want to put a rookie in there who doesn't have any snaps to try and go finish a game off or do anything. If I have Nick Foles five weeks to learn the offense and get it down and get ready as a veteran backup, and who knows, maybe he can help Jordan Love with some game film study or whatever the case may be. Could be another set of veteran eyes, which he has not had at all, all year. I don't, I don't hate the idea. I'll be honest. I, I, I don't hate the idea. Carrying three quarterbacks isn't going to probably make anybody very happy on game day, but I, I I think I might consider it, if nothing else, for the playoff run. Or you pick him up, put him on the practice squad. And if somebody picks him up before the end of the year, fine. But then when you get to the playoffs, he's your active backup. I think I'd rather have Sean Clifford in the game than Nick Foles. Really? You hate Clifford. Yeah, I mean, Nick Foles, like, I mean, he's like 55 years old at this point. I mean, he's not, but... I don't want to. No, I'm good. I would have taken Joe Flacco. He could still, man, he's still got a hose on. Well, him. yeah, now you I saw know. him play. Well, no, of course I you would take saying, Joe Flacco. If I would have asked you two weeks ago about Joe Flacco, you would have said, get out of here. I'm not going to watch Joe Flacco. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think there's, I don't think, I don't want to say anything that I'm going to, I mean, like, I think this team's going to make the playoffs, but I don't, I don't know that they're like true contenders. I don't know. No, but my to. point is this. Let's say you're in a game. Let's say you're against the Lions round one, right? And it's a 17-17 game, and you're in the third quarter, and God forbid something happens to Love and he can't finish the game. Oh, who do you want to put in to finish the game? The guy that's, that has no NFL regular season snaps in Clifford, or the guy that's won a Super Bowl and has a bunch and just has to manage you to get a field goal or something to win the game in Foles. That's all I'm saying. I'll put it like this, all right? That's so, like, saying. if they sign Foles, I'm not going to, like, be like, what the hell, Goo, right. you stupid idiot. If they, do, I'm not like also going to be like banging the drum, you know, for them sure. to sign polls. I'm not going to be, you know, holding the sign. We want polls yeah. or anything like that. I, cause I don't want to wish too many quarterbacks have already gotten injured. I don't even want to, I don't even want to say Jordan Love gets hurt. I don't want to wish anybody to get hurt. I'm At just trying Sean to know the offense and he looked pretty good in the preseason. I'm just, we're going to save this because. If this happens and Clifford throws a pick, I don't want to hear you going, I can't believe he had to be in the game. Of all the people that had to play in a playoff game, Sean Clifford, oh my God, you're going to lose your mind. Okay, 
Let's go on. How about a offensive lineman? And Lyle Collins is out there. Would you rather have Lyle Collins out there, uh, say at right tackle, and say Zach Tom goes to left tackle, Horvath? Um, ask that question again. Lyle Collins. So if you bring him in, Tom could essentially sell it to left tackle if you wanted to. Collins could play right tackle. Is it a better option than say Yash Nyman or something like that? That's 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 the debate at this point. You no, know I'm gonna say no. I mean, like unless you want more depth, but I don't really want to bring anybody in, especially somebody off the street. You know, that's been sitting on the couch, that's not in football shape, or maybe you know, maybe they are in football shape. I don't know what these guys are doing. Um, but no, I mean, like everything's kind of clicking right now, so I don't really want to screw with anything. You know, everything's right. been much better the last couple of weeks. I mean, maybe as a depth piece, I would rather have. Uh, another tackler, another offensive lineman than like Jarvis Landry or T.Y. Hilton. Sure. I just don't know that they'll do it. You know what I mean? Like I, I could see them bringing up somebody from the practice squad over that. Let's yeah. talk about defense. I wouldn't hate it though, man. I mean, you could never have a vet- too many veteran offensive linemen. I just I don't feel like that's the Packer way. Maybe I'm wrong though. Defense, Melvin Ingram, Edge. Yes. Yamazansu, defensive lineman. Yeah, so. that, one, that one's intriguing to me. It really is. He would never come to Green Bay. He and that Marcus Peters, uh, the cornerback. Any of not those yet. three? Not Marcus Peters. He's cooked. Um, I mean, Sue would be interesting. Like, I like mean guys, and he'll step. And on he you stops literally. the run. You know what? I can't. I, I'll always hate Sue. I don't hate many players in the league. Well, I don't I, like him. I'm still an Aaron Rodgers guy. I can't like Sue. He stepped on Aaron Rodgers' ankle when Aaron Rodgers was hurt, Spark. I can't. I, 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 don't, I don't want a guy like that that did that to my king. Um, but, yeah, like, I'll take – you know what? I'm kidding. I'll take Sue. Yeah, I'll take anybody on the defensive side of the ball with some toughness, anybody that could get after the quarterback. You can never have too many pass rushers. But, again, like, I don't want Demarcus Lawrence or anybody coming over and taking away snaps from Van Ness. You know, I know I ripped the Van S pick, but he's been playing a little bit better. I'd yep. rather get him on the field. You know what I mean? Because I want to yeah. see what we have in him. And you would figure him and Gary are going to be are going to be together on the edges uh, for a long time together. So, nah, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, for depth. But I don't really, like, need these guys to be playing a whole lot. And you got Preston Smith playing pretty good football still. Uh, yeah, he is. Uh, free agents, those are the ones that they put out there in NFL Network. Horvath and I just talked about I'll take another quick time out. Perceptions coming up next. In the last Curtin Long podcast, we talked about has perception changed for us on Jordan Love? Has perception changed for us on Matt LaFleur? We didn't get to two other gentlemen. Um, and, and, and we need to do that coming up next. Uh, and that concerns uh, Brian Gutekunst and Joe Barry. That's straight ahead. Curt and Long podcast. Download on your Odyssey app. Review Donald's favorite podcast. That will do that straight ahead. Welcome back. Another edition of Curd and Long right here on your Odyssey app or every download your favorite podcast. That's streaming live, as always, at the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. If you want to check us out there. Ryan Horvatz, has your perception changed of Packers general manager Brian Gutenkunst? Because you have been an anti-Goody guy for some time. Well, really, since the love pick. Um... I like this year's draft class. Like I like Jaden Reed. We'll see about Van Ness. Um, I mean, like not really though. I, yeah. Jordan love looks really good. I still would have rather added to those NFC championship teams though, to be honest with you. So like when people tweet me, like, like we and talked Dylan about, looks better. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean like, uh, 
Sure. I guess a little bit. I'm still not the biggest Goot guy, but um, like it looks like he made the right decision, I guess, moving on from Aaron Rodgers, trading him at the right time because Rodgers is hurt. The Jets are a mess. And the Packers, if the season were to end today, would be in the playoffs with a bunch of young dudes. You know, I, there's still a bunch of picks I don't like. I'm not a big DeGuara guy. Um, you know, I could go on and on about the guys that I didn't like, but he's found some guys in this year's draft, and it's what have you done for me lately? And right now, they're an enjoyable product. So a little bit, but like I'm still not the biggest Goot guy. Uh, I I've never been an anti-Goot guy, uh, like Ryan has necessarily. But you got to like this draft class. I mean, Valentine's playing well. And even if you look at last year's draft class, Watson and Dobbs look like they're going to be receivers on this team for a while. One dude tweeted out, Mad Keselowski. Uh, Christian Watson drafted in the second round in 22. Right now has more touchdown receptions, five than any receiver drafted in the first round in that same 2022 draft class. And remember, he's missed games. Uh, and he still has more than any of those first rounders that year. So he, again, shows the possibility of maybe being a true one if he can stay healthy and stay on the field. Uh, and then you look kind of uh, across the offensive line, Zach Tom, that's a goody guy. Uh, and Zach Tom has played really well uh, again this year at right tackle. So I think you're, you're happy with that too. The tight ends, Tucker Craft didn't show much early in the year. And then Musgrave goes down and now Tucker Craft looks like he's a viable player. And then when Musgrave comes back, you have two viable tight ends. Uh, so again, back to this draft again, both defensive linemen, Wooden and uh, Brooks, both have shown flashes this year on the defensive line for Goody. Uh, to this may be a draft class where if this team gets to a Super Bowl uh, at some point that you go back to this draft class and go, that's the draft class that kind of made this whole thing possible to get to to this point in time. So I, I think Goody deserves a whole bunch of credit. And, you know, the Jordan Love pick, as much as everybody hated, and we talked about this on the last podcast as far as T. Higgins versus Jordan Love or whatever the case may be, uh, T. Higgins heading into free agency. Uh, so he'll be going somewhere else. Jordan Love about to sign an extension. He'll be here for another 10 years, probably, or somewhere in that area. Uh, and Higgins is going to be up and out in Cincinnati. So there's also that debate as well. Now, again, is that is that trade-off a good one, Ryan, if you blew a chance to win a Super Bowl, possibly with T. Higgins on that rookie deal, versus now the possibility of winning a Super Bowl in, say, the next five to 10 years with a brand-new quarterback and it not being over? Because that's really, to me, the debate that Goody had of, Okay, so do we go for it now or do I ensure that we don't suck for a decade after he's done and try and find that guy to play after? him? I mean, I guess you could look at it both ways, right? Like, because right, like right absolutely. now the Rams suck, but they went all in and they won a Super Bowl. And I would have rather uh, won a Super Bowl, I guess, than like, hey, we could be good again in five, ten years or we never have to really fully rebuild. I don't know, because, I mean, in the NFL, if you're a good organization, you know, the rebuild shouldn't be that long anyway. I mean, the, I was going to use the Patriots as an example. They're a terrible football team right now. I mean, like, I, I don't know. I, it's a tough one for me. I would have rather won a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. And I know, well, like, like you said, you I mean, I got to hear about this, though, about how I lick Aaron Rodgers' boots and stuff. But <laughs> yeah, like, that's that was the team I wanted to win a Super Bowl. I yeah. thought that was one of my favorite teams of all time. So yeah, yeah. I would have rather had, I would have rather still in that draft. I don't like the draft pick. You trade it up. Yep. I think you probably could have got Jordan Love later in the draft. Maybe I'm wrong though. So yeah, I mean, you're asking me is And think about it. The Colts were the team, the other team that had serious interest in Jordan Love. That was the other team. It was the do I get a guarantee to answer the question, do I get the guaranteed Super Bowl if we draft T. Higgins? Yep. Or it's just like or it's like we had a shot at one. I don't you know. Have a better shot at a Super Bowl, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I would have rather, you know, um, built the team to win that year. Yep. Uh, you know, that's, that's, that's the, that's the route that I would have taken. I don't, I don't believe in drafting for like three, four years down the road, especially at the quarterback position. I believe in trying to win with a quarterback on a rookie deal so you could pay everybody else. But I mean, like, you know, like Ted had his way and good has his way. And, and right now it's working out. So what do I know? You know, and this way though, Ryan is weird because it's going to be a quarterback, not on a rookie deal. That's you making good money, but everybody around him is going to be on rookie deals. So you don't have to pay a receiver. You don't have to pay a tight end. You're not going to pay a running back. Like all of his skill players are on rookie deals for the next three or four years. Like he, they don't have to pay anybody on that offense, anybody. And your high price left tackle is gone. It's going to be gone. So he's going to be off the roster. So really there's good outside of maybe Elton Jenkins. There's going to be no money being spent on offense. All that money that they're going to have spent will continue to be on the defensive side of the football kind of going forward with Jair Alexander, Kenny Clark, if he stays around. And even then, once you get past those two, Rashawn Gary is going to get paid. So your money's going to be spent there. Yeah, I mean, like, the reason that's such a tough question is because I think Jordan loves – man, I think he's trending in the right direction, but they're a 6-6 six and six football team. So, like, and for, me to answer that, right, yeah. for me to answer that question, you know, like, I would love to see, like, the finished product. What if they lose yeah. out? What if they lose to the Giants and he throws right. six interceptions this week? What he's if they win 11? Right now. But I know how good those teams were the team that lost to uh, uh, Tampa, especially. But, but I don't know if T Higgins makes the difference because David Bakhtiari got hurt and Aaron Rodgers got sacked in that game four times. I mean, Patrick Queen probably doesn't make a difference in that game because the defense balled out in the second half. And what did they give up? Like three points only? Yep. You know, so it's so tough. I mean, because at the time I didn't like the pick because we weren't going to see Jordan Love for four years. And I also like, if you're Jordan Love, do you want that? I mean, Works like, out okay, here if, if he ends up going to a Super Bowl with the Packers, but I mean, like, a big money deal. But what if Aaron, you know, what if Aaron wasn't nuts? Like, what if he didn't go crazy? They probably would have brought him back another year if he didn't go in that cave and stuff. Yeah. Then yep. Jordan, like, never gets to show that this is him. So yep. that was my whole point with it is in like the 90s, we just saw it more. Now we just don't really see it. You know what I mean? Like, for example, um, I'm trying to think of like, man, I'm trying to like, my brain is like fried today. I'm trying to think of like an example, but like, it's, it's hard right now because Brady's retired and there's not many old quarterbacks other than Matthew Stafford. And yeah, like the Rams would draft a quarterback and sit him behind Stafford. Mahomes for, sat behind Alex Smith. But he's not Rogers. Who's. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're not like, but the, okay. So if the chiefs. He draft, he sat behind Alex Smith. Yeah. But Alex Smith is not Aaron Rodgers. What I'm saying is the chiefs next year, or this year, right. Like, let's say, um, you know, Drake May and Caleb Williams go number one and number two. But Michael Penix is there when the Chiefs draft in the first round. And they trade up for him. I would think that would be a really stupid pick, even if in four years, Penix is going to replace Mahomes. That's that's a dumb example. They get killed. 32 years. But you get what I'm saying. Like, Rodgers was under contract for four more years. I get it was a down year for Aaron Rodgers. But they played in the NFC title game. People get sick of me talking about this. That's yep, why no, I it's fine. We'll move on. All right, All let's right. move on to the next one. Has your perception changed of Packers defensive coordinator Joe Barry? Because here we sit, defense is playing better. Uh, they're showing signs of progress, possibly here going forward. Uh, and again, that Chiefs, you could say all you want about, oh my God, they marched right down the field on them twice. 
Yeah, but they gave up three points. I mean, and if this whole defense is bend, don't break, then they did their job. They did what they were supposed to do at the end of the day. They didn't allow them to score. Now, they took away possessions from the Packers, obviously, by milking the clock as long as they did. But even having said that, they they did their job, um, and they've been doing their job for the most part. I mean, they're a top-10 defense right now in the National Football League, Ryan. Yeah, I mean, like, oh, gosh. He's going to – I mean, I'm starting to agree with what you said. Uh, he's probably going to end up keeping his job by default. Sure. Because- unless, unless Sala gets fired with the Jets, then, then Lafleur has to get Sala and Joe. It's been real. Like if Sala gets fired in New York, if they lose out or something, and they fire Sala, then he's got to hire Sala. If he doesn't, then everybody ought to run everybody out of town because that's the end of it. Because that's a no-brainer there, in my opinion. I don't know if you agree or not. No, I completely agree. I would kill for Robert Salas, the defensive coordinator with Matt LaFleur. I mean, man, then I'm then I'm betting Super Bowl futures. I just I uh I don't know that the Jets are gonna make that move. I don't know that they're gonna fire him. It depends what him and Rogers' relationship is like. Now it's a weird situation because it's typical Rogers is calling out the organization. Yep. Robert Salas saying, Well, I didn't think I didn't see that as him calling out the organization. So I don't know what they end up doing right there, but I would actually be surprised if they fired Robert Sala as bad as it's been, just because that team has been beat the crap and Zach Wilson and Tim Boyle have been the quarterback. Who knows? Maybe that's why he gets fired. That Tim Boyle decision was baffling to say the least. So, um, and then they cut him, but yeah, I mean, that'd be the only way. I, I mean, that wouldn't be the only way there's plenty of guys I'd rather have than Joe Barry. My perception of Joe Barry hasn't changed. Um, you know, right now you got guys that are playing really good, they're trying really hard on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, the zone stuff against Mahomes showed pretty well. But no, I mean, like, my perception hasn't really changed to Joe Barry. I still think that he's not a very good defensive coordinator, and I don't really want him back. But yeah, like, the defense is playing fine right now. Let's take a quick time out, come back, make our predictions for Monday Night Football, and that'll do it for another edition of Kurt and Long. Don't go anywhere. I know you're not, but just hang out for this spot here. Just hold on. All right, back on Kurt and Long, C. Sparky Pfeiffer, along with our guy Ryan Horvath at MGM tonight. Follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvath. You can follow me at Sparky Radio, 1250amthefan.com. Ryan Horvath, Monday night football time for our predictions. Packers, Giants, at last check, six and a half points uh, the Packers were favored by. Your thoughts on the game as you are the expert when it comes to gambling, obviously. Man, that's a lot of points, but I like Green Bay here in the spot, so I would only bet Green Bay. I couldn't back the Giants. Um, unless we got like seven, seven and a half. I mean, Green Bay has to win this game, right? Tommy DeVito has been playing a little bit better, um, making a name for himself, which that's good to see. Uh, he's got some love in the New York area, but he's not a starting NFL quarterback. And the Giants are beat up, right? They don't have a very good offensive line, so you should be able to get pressure on DeVito for some mistakes. I would love to see some turnovers in this game. You know, we never know if Jair Alexander is going to be out there, but like I said, these young guys have been playing pretty good. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball. So I would love to see them do the same thing that they did to Patrick Mahomes. You know, if you're able to confuse Patrick Mahomes, um, and I get like Mahomes right now doesn't have the best weapons other than Travis Kelsey, but if you're able to do what you did against Tommy DeVito, this could get really ugly really fast. Offensive side of the ball, same stuff. Um, Jordan Love, uh, play within the offense, right? If something's not there, no need to force anything against the Giants. Um, this isn't the Super Bowl. This is a team that you're supposed to beat. You're a touchdown favorite. I just want to see 
how do the Packers react to being favorites? They've been underdogs in a lot of these games lately. Yep. You know, like now they're the favorites and now they're starting to get some hype. Jordan Love, um, you know, the first couple of weeks of the season, we were all like, oh, Jordan Love is him. The Packers got it right. And then they had those losses, the Denver and the Raiders. And we were all like, oh, Jordan Love is not him. He's one of the worst rated quarterbacks in the league. You know, tank for Drake May, tank for Caleb Williams. And now all of a sudden, after three games, he's got eight touchdowns, no picks, and he looks like a top 10 quarterback in this league, and we're hyping him back up. Hopefully that doesn't get his head too big. I don't think that would be the case. Um, I don't think he even pays attention to what's going on in the media. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot easier um, when you're playing with house money. It's a little bit different when the pressure's on you now. You know, you're this young team, and now everybody's talking about you as a playoff team. You know, if you're listening to some of these shows, Guys are saying, hey, the Green Bay Packers are a scary football team. You know, nobody wants to see Green Bay in the playoffs. So you just can't believe your own press clippings. That would be my only concern. But my prediction, I'll go Green Bay 24, Giants 17. I do think that they're going to be able to score some points and we'll get angry at Joe Barry. But, it, you know, we'll probably do this podcast next week and be like, well, we can't fire him, you know, because right now they're playing like a top 10 defense. But I'm sure there will be some stuff that will frustrate us because they're still not great against the run. They still struggle every once in a while against tight ends. The things, the thing is, though, like the Giants, like they don't have really anybody. You know what I mean? Like who's your favorite Giants skill position player? Who actually really scares Barkley, you? Barkley, that's the only one. Saquon, that's it. And so that's what I'm saying. But like that's what scares me a little bit here too is against the Chiefs, they literally have one guy, only one guy that could tear you apart, and that's Travis Kelsey. Still, there were multiple times in that game where he was wide open in the middle of the field. But, like, you know, that's kind of what you had to do in that matchup. You had to take away almost, like, everything else and let Kelsey get that stuff underneath and say, hey, you know, Kansas City will tighten up in the red zone. We'll force you to kick field goals against us. If you do that against the Giants, you're going to win this game. And I don't see, like, when the Giants, if they do get in the red zone, you just have to force them to kick in field goals. You can't allow this team to score touchdowns. And you have to take Saquon out of the equation because other than him, they don't have a whole lot else. And they have different goals than us. Our goal, make the playoffs. Their goal, get Caleb Williams. So this is a game where you can't have a letdown. I don't care if they don't win by 40 points. I don't care if they win off a walk-off field goal. Hell, that might be good for a young team, you know, a win like that in prime time. But you can't have a letdown spot against the Giants. So 24-17 is my prediction. Packers win. I'll say Packers win 31-17. Uh, so they get four touchdowns, three throwing by Jordan Love, maybe uh, another one running by AJ Dillon or something like that. Packers probably get one or two turnovers in this game to help the offense score some points. Uh, I would love to see Joe Barry just do Wink Martindale to time to, to Vito. I, I would love it. Could you imagine he comes out zero blitzes the first play and all of a sudden, no, he's playing a Spagnola like he did against Jordan Love against DeVito and says, All right, let's see how you deal with this. Uh, and just goes completely anti Joe Barry in this game. Uh, and Joe Barry, or he's looking at the sidelines like, what the hell are they doing? The, none of this is on tape. What, what is going on out of here? Like, that would be amazing. Packer fans would be going nuts. The sidelines for the Packers and their defensive players would be juiced and excited. Like, okay, we're doing something different. Here we go. We're being super aggressive. Because you said DeVito's not a, a true NFL starter, but he's been playing better. So yes. This is your chance. Take your shot. You're not going to do this against Baker Mayfield. He's seen everything, right? So it's not going to happen against him. You could do this against Bryce Young and the Panthers and really screw him up for sure. No question. You can screw Bryce Young up. Um, and then Dobbs, he's kind of seen stuff. I don't know how much you can really screw him up. Uh, Justin Fields, that would be fun to see how he would react to such stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I said I wasn't picking uh, the Packers the rest of the year. 
Um, but uh, they've won me over, so I'll pick them. If they lose this no, week, no, 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 you're gonna no, I am. I am picking them. And if they lose this week, then I'll stop picking them because every time Jake's over, you so you it. may want to bet the Giants now. First, you tried to get me in trouble by me bringing up the T Higgins <laughs> stuff that some guy was literally, you know what? I, I stopped myself, I stopped myself, you know, and I know that may have not been the best answer for the <laughs> podcast, but people have already heard I would always take the Super Bowl over yep. the future. All right, go all in. But people get so mad at me about this, like, it, like clown emojis and stuff. Yep. And so I slapped myself, Spark, and I said, you know what? I'm not going to do it. But do not jinx this team. Things have been going way too good. You said you were done betting or done picking <laughs> them. I continue to pick them. That's the funny thing. You know, I'm like supposed to be Mr. Negative, but here I am every every yep. week betting my hard-earned money on this team. And I'm a believer. They just frustrate the hell out of me, right? Like going back to Goo, has my perception changed? Yeah, maybe he's a little bit better evaluating talent than I thought, but still, like, there's still some guys on this team that just can't play football, like Josiah DeGuara. But uh, right now, I'm enjoying it. So it is. And that's all we want to do is enjoy. We're getting closer to the holidays, Christmas time. Happy Hanukkah out there to anybody that celebrates that uh, as well. Ryan Horvath, follow him on Twitter. Ryan Horvath, follow me at Sparky Radio. Check it out, 1250 AM, the fan check him out. Bet MGM tonight, weeknights, part of the BetQL Radio Network. Enjoy your weekend. Our next podcast will be up uh, Tuesday. Uh, afternoon before 5 p.m. Central. Have a good one. Toodles.